It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Happy Monday to everyone out there. We are recording this on Sunday morning, and it's been a pretty good weekend overall, although uh, it, it was unfortunate this Friday evening where our beloved Real Hondo Prep Cares did lose uh, their first game of the season to the Campbell Hall Vikings in a matchup of undefeated teams. I was there in person. It was uh, quite an exciting evening, back and forth game. Both teams really, really wanted this one and needed it. And uh, unfortunately, Campbell Hall was just a little bit better on Friday night. But uh, outside of Rio Hondo Prep, uh, my Rams won on Thursday night. Very happy about that. Incredible boxing on Saturday night between Deontay Wilder and uh, Tyson Fury. Some amazing college football games. The baseball playoffs were in full swing. Dodgers even the series. Uh, A lot of great things over the weekend. But unfortunately, uh, Real Hondo Prep did lose. And we're going to talk about the Real Hondo Prep game today. Uh, I will cover some sports topics and things on Wednesday. And then we'll have another great guest for you on Friday, as you guys are well aware of the schedule and everything. So uh, we're going to bring on head football coach Mark Carson on the show here in a second. And then uh, later, we're going to be joined by senior running back Jonathan Guerrero, who had himself an evening on Saturday, Friday, uh, rushing for almost 200 yards. Uh, over 25 carries. I'll get you the exact numbers here shortly, but uh, the workhorse for the cares on Friday night, uh, just an absolute uh, stud, tough performance. Uh, the team really needed him and, and he uh, put the team on, on his shoulders. So we're going to be joined by him after coach Carson, and uh, we're going to recap the game and also uh, recap the game today and talk about maybe some potential playoff situations. We did hear from uh, a fan or two, and I have a voice ma- mail for you guys that uh, for Coach Carson actually. But uh, anyway, I've wasted enough time this morning. I've had some technical issues. I had uh, camera and computer issues. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm ready to get get in here and and talk to uh, talk to Coach and, and Jonathan. So uh, I will step aside and we'll bring on the uh, the main features, if you will. First, head football coach Mark Carson, and then Jonathan Guerrero. Okay, I'm joined once again by the head football coach of Rio Hondo Prep, Mark Carson. Uh, Mark is in his backyard, it looks like, nice and cozy, a little calm, relaxed. Uh, how you doing this morning, Mark? I'm uh, doing great, Matt. Uh, thanks for having me on. How are you? I am fantastic. You know, Mark, it's been a, a pretty amazing weekend for me. Started early with my Rams winning Thursday, uh, amazing college football yesterday, and some a, a boxing match heavyweight fight that, that lived up to its billing. And then I already got NFL football on this morning. Uh, the, the game in Europe, the Falcons and the jets, if you want to call those teams, NFL, the only, the only downside of my weekend so far was Friday night, my friend. Yeah, that was, uh, didn't go as planned. Um, disappointing to say the least. And, um, but a great game. It was a great vibe at, at care park. Great, great crowd. And um, it was a lot of fun and, you know, um, just didn't get the result we were all hoping for. Yeah. You know, someone's got to lose it's cliche and everything. And there's a lot of things that went on in the game that, that I'm sure are frustrating and, and, 
you know, it, it, it just makes you realize, I think, not you, but just us in general, that every inch matters. Every little mistake that maybe that you make as a team or a player or a coach or whatever, those, those things get at you because there's plenty of things that happen in the game that you can't control. So uh, it really, to me, exemplified what a football game can be, you know, and you guys have had a ton of blowouts. So uh, just a lot of crazy things that happened. And uh, you know, Mark, I, I, I hate to say it. I just felt like maybe a couple, couple too many mistakes on your guys's part. I mean, do you agree with that? Yeah, we had, I thought, I thought that, you know, not the turning point. That's not the right word, but the a key pivot point in the game was um, we're up nine, nothing. And um, just made them punt feeling really good about everything. Crowds hyped. Our guys are, you know, flying around. Um, we get the ball near midfield, um, run a play. Our guys could literally run with their eyes closed and have probably run over a thousand times. And um, we fumble and, and turn it over right there. Two plays later, they're in the end zone. So it goes from, you know, going up to score likely. I mean, even on that play, there was a, there was a huge, huge lane to run in and um, going into score or at the very least, you know, pinning them back to punt again after, after a punt. Uh, let's say we go score up 16, nothing. Um, and, and then we just start rolling. They get out of what they got to do. And, and, and that's how that's kind of been our MO. Um, especially the last few years, we just, we just jump on people uh, with our energy and, and the aggressiveness of how aggressive our guys play and how hard they hit. And then teams scramble to try to recover. You know what happened with, with Polly this year, who's, who's turning out, not, you know, not to have that bad of a season. They, they were up 13-7 on Monrovia in the second quarter in their game and, and you know, kind of got wore down. But, um, you know, Polly, that game, we were up 14 nothing four minutes in, and, and um, they never recovered. And, um, you know, that's what it, it kind of started like. And then, and then we get that fumble. They score two or three plays later, and all of a sudden, all right, now it's a football game. And, and it goes from possibly 16 nothing to 9-7. And it just changed the whole feeling of the game. And, and um, you can see their sideline kind of changed their demeanor because they were like, oh, man, what are we getting into? And we just, you know, because they, 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 Campbell Hall, I believe, is averaging over 50 points a game. Just been rolling over everybody and average on giving up, you know, less than a touchdown a game. And so are about that, you know, and it's, it's a little over a touchdown maybe. And so I think we kind of shocked them. And then, but they responded and, um, you know, that was to me the pivot point of the game where, where we could have done, done what Rio does and, and kind of stomped on him and then had control of the game the rest of the way um, with, it, with a two-touchdown cushion, and um, it, it didn't happen. So that's a long answer to – I can't even remember the question now. No, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. I'm sure there's pl- plenty on your mind. How do you – you can't miss an extra point, Jets, in, in England. Brutal. They, they hate – they love the kicking game there in England. Uh, but anyway, no, um, you know, for, for you and me, we've seen a lot of football over the years, been around it, coached it. I've refereed it. I mean, a football game has many forks in the road, not just one. There's many times in a football game where, okay, this game's going to go one of two directions. Okay. Then a quarter later. Okay. Now another play. And, and I did feel in that moment, when you guys got the ball back, you're rolling. I go, this is their opportunity uh, to, to really make a statement and to put the, uh, the fear of God really in, into Campbell hall. And unfortunately uh, you said it before the game, when I inter- interviewed you, you said, 
uh, turn if we win the turn three turnovers or, or the you know all those those yep. keys. Yep. And I don't think you well, you guys probably did have one, but man, that's another story. Uh, Cam, you you guys turned the ball over twice on paper. You turned it over twice. They yep. did not at all. It, it, it's yep. it's it's magic how that works. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and our guys know it. And uh, any any football fan knows it. You lose the turnover battle in a close game, it's probably gonna be the difference. And mm-hmm. and um, I would say that was the difference. And very unfortunate, our guys, you know, they fought like lions, and they were um, gave it everything they had. And yeah, that was probably the key stat of the game. And they got you know two touchdowns off those turnovers, which magnified it even more. Um, but the the forks in the road and the the different past football games take is what's so cool about football mm. and, and uh you know there's just so many storylines and so many you know um angles to look at the game and, and every play is magnified in a closed game and just the fact that you know we pretty much got all our yards on the ground and they pretty much got all their yards in the <laughs> you're like are you playing the same sport and yeah it's the same sport yeah. you know but it's cool the strategy and the chess match that goes behind that and um you know they were a, they were a very balanced team coming in, um, almost exactly um, as far as plays they ran 50-50 run pass, and um, you know our, one of our goals was to make them one dimensional, um, and we did. But but man, they just had some huge plays, and their kids credit to them. QB stuck in there, getting popped a few times, and, and made some great throws. And um, their their big tall receivers went up and got them, and. Uh, Really, he put them in spots where only they could get them, and um, that was impressive on their point part. And credit, credit, all the credit goes to, to Coach Keys and and Campbell Hall on that. Yeah, you, you know, Trent Dilfer has a saying. You know, there's no defense for a perfect throw, and there were a few perfect throws. Uh, there's also a few that he just missed early deep balls. I had I was holding my breath, so you guys yep. dodged the bullet there. But uh, you guys outrushed Campbell Hall 275 to minus 12. So you did make them one dimensional. I felt at one point I turned to your brother, Todd, and I said, you know what, if we can't cover him, maybe we just need to get pressure on this guy because he buys time. They're aligned did pretty good. I was really impressed with their left tackle. Number 50, that, that dude's going to play somewhere else. Uh, I yeah, think. Player. Oh man. Great player. Uh, but anyway, but, but yeah, Mark, they did throw for, uh, 300 something yard. Yeah. <laughs> 333 or something. Like yeah. 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 It was some NFL numbers for sure. And, um, I'll try to remember everything I can here. Cause there was so many things, so many emotions going through me as I'm there. Uh, but let's focus on some positives. You know, you talked about it already, the support there, the, it was a homecoming. I th- although I think they, they canceled the ceremony and everything. Uh, but I, I talked to a few people before the game specifically your vice principal. I texted him about another subject. He asked if I was coming to the game, uh, Edwin Nixta. And I said, yeah, I'll be there. And he says, wow. He goes, man, we got the NFH, NFHS network here, the Pasadena star news and the podcast. We got more media covers than Alabama. And <laughs> yeah, so I, cool. I chuckled yeah. at that. It had a feel right for something kind of bigger. Yeah, definitely had the big game feel. And, um, uh... We uh, postponed the homecoming festivities to October 22nd, so that's still happening, um, just because of the, the threat of inclement weather and, and having all those kids out there and families out there in, in bad weather. Early in the week, it was like 70% chance, um, which, man, that would have helped us, too. A nice little rainstorm would have been great. But anyway, um, yeah. no, homecoming is still happening on the 22nd. RHP alums, if you're going to come out for that, please do. Um, but, yeah, it was just a great vibe. 
And uh, you could just, you know, we've been to enough sporting events. Where you, there's a buzz, you know, and so there's a buzz. And uh, our fans, our fans are awesome. And it, it, it's, you know, Friday night lights at its best. Yeah. Their fans were into it too. And I love when, when fan bases kind of know what's going on. That's kind of cool. Hey, this is a big moment, a key play, if you will. It's not like, Hey, Oh, what's the score? What, uh, when's the game over? You know? Uh, and then, uh, but alumni, even if they couldn't make it, there were guys who, how do I watch this game? Cause you know, it, and texted me, I'm like, go to this website. And so a lot of people were tuning in. Uh, of course, our good friend, Maynard Bajorquez, who's, who's, uh, a uh, very loyal listener to the program, but Mark, he was texting me, you know, he's on the East coast. He stayed up till 10 PM or whatever on his Friday night, ready to yeah. watch this football game. And I was like, man, God bless you. That's awesome. And he says, he said uh, his quote, we were texting and he said something like we miss wearing the pad, the, we miss wearing the pads, hearing the band and playing under the lice An amazing feeling. Plus it's homecoming. So it, it was homecoming at the time, but so that's someone like Maynard. I think Maynard, you know, speaks for a lot of people that way that for the support of the program, you know, it's been a long time, but we're still that guy staying up at 10 PM to watch a high school football game of your alma mater. Yeah. yeah and it probably finished for him around one. Yeah. yeah. So no, it's awesome. And, and our guys on the field coaches, everyone feels it and, and appreciates it, appreciates the love. Um, and really the, you know, the uncompromised support, you know, uh, our, our guys, after the handshake, they're coming over uh, to do our alma mater, and the, and the crowd was standing and cheering. And, um, you know, that's just – that means a lot to the kids. And it's um, – re- they recognize a, a well-fought game and, and, and the effort that the guys put in. So, um, yeah, we can't, we can't thank our parents, alumni, fans enough for, for their awesome support. And, hey, you know, we're just getting started both this right. year and, and, and moving forward. We only want it to get bigger and better. And, um, yeah, so we want that support. Um, you know, I got a lot of texts afterward. I was texting um, almost all day Saturday with somebody. <laughs> it's kind of funny about the game. And so, um, yeah, and so it's it's awesome. And, and um, we're just getting started. And we want that support to continue to, to build this thing to something um, not better, but just bigger and more magnified than it even is. You know, our goal is to be best in the West, best in the West San Diego Valley. And, mm. and uh, we think we could do that. And uh, nights like Friday, um, I think just typify how special a high school football experience can be, not just for the kids, but for the fans and everyone in attendance. So. Yeah, uh, I, I believe, as you do, Real Hondo Prep Football, it's a brand. It's a brand that I think it it, it, it it goes with people after high school. They still follow it. And if you don't quite understand what it is, I challenge anyone, come to a game, come check it out. Uh, yeah. You know, listen to this podcast, do the YouTube, just hear from alumni, see, try to understand it before you bash it or anything. Cause Rio is a brand. I mean, um, uh, reporter James, uh, Escar, Escarcega, I think is how he said, I still talk. Escarcega. Escarcega. Talk to him yeah. a little bit. Mark, he's sold. He is sold on the program. He loves it. Uh, uh, he, he's very impressed with Jonathan Guerrero. Who's on the program later today. Uh, it was fun talking to him, kind of an outsider unbiased opinion. And uh, you know, real Hondo prep football, man, it, it is growing by a little popularity here. Yeah. Um, James Carson does a great job for the Pasadena star news tribune group. Um, and he came out recognizing the big game and um, yeah, he texted me afterwards about JG and, and uh Text me about some officiating too, but I, I won't comment on that. But um, he, and his comment on Jonathan was like he, he's first team all area, 
um, you know, no matter what. And I, and I go, I couldn't agree more. And um, Jonathan was just incredible. And, you know, yeah, that's something I got text from across the country on that one. And your running back's incredible. And, and, um, and so, yeah, he was just amazing. And he played the whole game in free safety, played special teams, and then carried us on offense um, behind a great O-line performance, I might add. Mm-hmm. Um, but he carried us and he's so durable. And every time he gets, you know, he got drilled a couple times, including that guy, number 50, who, who, you know, he'll play college football, um, just popped him. But, you know, Jonathan, you never doubt it. He's going to get right back up. He pops up and goes and um, in amazing shape, uh, an amazing player. And he's, you know, we're going to miss him, but um, hopefully the ride will continue. 27 carries 195 yards. Uh, and you just kept giving him the ball, giving him the ball. There was one run, I think, in the fourth quarter where uh, Calvin Johnson got a carry, and me and Todd turned to each other like, that was to give Jonathan one breather because he had run yeah. the ball like 10 or 12 straight times at one point or something. Yeah, I think eight in a row. I think he eight, had eight in a row. Eight in a row. And you're right, Mark. Uh, he, to me, put the team on his back. The O-line was great. They were, t- they were fighting. It was a fight. It was a dog fight. And uh, Guerrero just uh, – if you want to know what Rondo Prep Football is about, you look at that guy, Nick Gonzalez, who was there in attendance. Yeah. Uh, you know, RHP alum, former CIF champ. He yeah. he turned to me. He goes, "You did not undersell that guy," because yeah. I've talked about him a lot. He goes, "That dude is amazing. He's an amazing player, and I, I'm pretty hands off as far as um, letting Randy run and control the offense, and and he and Dave and um, the only thing I would say in the into the mic was JG." JG, <laughs> <laughs> keep going keep going what who yeah. who's the coach uh, oh no i think it was maybe it was eric dickerson they're like how do you get you know worry about all those carries and he's like the ball's not heavy you know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh there was a moment in the game mark that for me summed up kind of the night um i don't know if I, i'm sure you do remember this but you know two of your best players mccola he was banged up he had quite a night defensively um was was really fighting hard to get into the backfield sack the guy on the safety uh Gio Ortega went down uh looked like I I don't want to speculate what it was but he's had injuries kind of been banged up he got back in the game he was fighting but there was a moment uh where you put your arm around a kid uh Nate Curtis I believe and you know he looked uh, a little scrawnier compared to some of your other athletes and I go man that guy's got to be a sophomore and he's going in to replace Gio and then I looked at your roster I went oh no he's a freshman uh so he had it was it was a night like that where you had to yeah. count on guys to go in and be like hey uh <laughs> you, yeah. you got to plug the hole man you're the next one up yeah. yep you're the next man up and we had um you know um those guys you mentioned really didn't practice all week uh, one of our other key guys, Paul Lena was, was sick all week in practice. Um, and so your, your conditioning is a little off when you don't practice all week. Um, but those guys dug deep mm. and, and did it. And yeah, we're, we're not a, we're not a deep team as everyone knows. And, um, yeah, I, I turned it in. <laughs> it's going, his, his eyes were about this big. He's like, I'm going in. I'm like, yeah, you're going in. Let's go. <laughs> um, uh, but he did it, you know, he was game for it. He did a good job. Um, when we talk about, you know, the future and all that, it, it, it's, it's, that's, what's going to do it is getting great players like we have now, um, but getting, you know, 40% more guys, you know, so, so, so a guy like Gio goes out, another guy like Gio's going in, you know, and um, that's the goal. And, um, 
you know, that's, that's, that's something that, that we're all striving for. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Indeed. Uh, yeah, it was a moment I looked there and I was just like, Oh boy, you know, that's, uh, you know, and it's not, it's no knock on Nate. I mean, it's a freshman. Yeah. I wasn't ready to play varsity football <laughs> as a freshman. I mean, yeah. uh, and, and to go from, from a, a senior, uh, one of your best guys to, to, uh, you know, a substitute. I mean, it was, it was a game where you needed everybody. And, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's real Hondo prep football, man. Uh, he got in there, uh, you, you know, he hung in there as I'm sure a lot of yeah. your young guys did. So, um, I do have Mark a, a voicemail from, uh, someone yeah. from the Pacific Northwest that I would like okay. to, uh, to, uh, send your way. Let's see if I can do this. Our um, nation, man, stretches, stretches all over. It sure does, man. It sure does. If I don't know how to RHP family, like RHP family, more than RHP nation. Yeah. RHP family. You like yeah. that better? Okay. Let, yeah. me let me see if I don't mess this up, Mark. Okay. Can you see my screen? Yep. Okay. This is a message from Rihondo Prep alum, Steve Amon. And if you don't hear uh, anything, Mark, in the next uh, five seconds or so, by all means, tell me, tell me. But here's a message from our good friend, Steve Amon from the class of 2000. Not hearing it, Matt. Nothing. Okay. No worries. No worries. Uh, technical difficulties here. I'll, I will switch the, the screen share to another one here. Buy in time. Buy in time. Hang on. Let me. That's all good. Yep. Matter of fact, let me pause this. All right, Mark. Let's try this again. Let's see if I know how to uh, work some technology here. Um, you know what? I'm telling the you. Technology it's, thingy. The technology thingy. Yeah. You, you want to talk about, uh, you know, Nate Curtis going into the game and, and you know, having wide eyes. Sometimes that's how I feel uh, with, with this uh, technology stuff. But uh, let me see here one more time. Uh, hey, Mark, how was uh, how were the kids while well, I'm doing this? How were the kids, you know, after the game? We, I, we saw them during the alma mater, disappointed and everything. But I mean, how were they in the locker room? How were they just, uh, I don't know, behind closed doors that, uh, you know, the, the stuff we don't, we don't see? Yeah. Well, first of all, Nate Curtis is going to be a great player. He's oh, going to yeah. be a great player and he'll be a name we'll be talking about for years to come on on this podcast and around RHP football. Um, so yeah, the locker room, obviously, with what was on the line, you know, you lose a football game, you're you're exhausted for one, um, physically and emotionally. But you lose a game where, yeah, we had serious playoff implications. It's not out of the question, RHP family. You know, we still got a shot, but but this was our one guarantee was to win out in the league. Um, and so um, you lose a game like that, and, and so much emotion involved, you know, and you're you're just drained, and so. I walked in there a few minutes after the guys and uh, it's almost complete silence. I think they were kind of waiting for, waiting for coach to address the team. And, and I addressed the team and, and you hear, you know, the sobs going on and, um, and then we kind of brought it in and, and did a hand pile and, and guys hugged it up and stuff. And, and um, you're looking around and, and it was, you know, kind of, kind of for those guys who have played and lost their, their their final game in a playoff game or whatever, or a championship, that's kind of how it felt. Mm. And, um, you know, the, when you're in the inner circle like that, um, it was, you know, you understand it, or if you've played, you understand it. I think the casual fan or even some, um, some fans wouldn't quite understand it, but there's so much that just goes into a football game. So much energy, hard work, um, 
that you pour into it. And then when it's, when you lose and, and you're not on the right side, it, it's, it's devastating, you know, to the guys. And, um, but, but, you know, it was kind of, so, so that went on. And then, and then we had a, a our assistant coach Armand, who's uh, been with us for the past couple months from Kazakhstan. He, he asked to speak to the team and, and he started by saying, guys, I haven't cried in, in 10 years, you know, and he was in tears. And that just kind of spread. And he gave a really emotional, I won't get into the details because it's kind of, you know, team stuff, but really emotional um, speech and, and that he delivered to the guys. And by the end of that, there wasn't a coach, manager, player who, was, who wasn't sobbing. And then, and, you know, it, 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 but it kind of was a cool way to um, encapsulate the experience and, and, and um, it's good for our guys to kind of let it out like that emotionally and it kind of closed it all out in, in, I think, a positive way. And, um, you know, the guys hugged it out and embraced each other and, and told, what, told each other how much they loved each other, and, and, and it was good. Um, and, you know, following, not, you know, following the game, sending out texts to the guys, and in the morning, you know, the sun did rise. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and um, there's a lot to still play for. And our message to the guys and, and to each other is, hey, we're going to rally. We're going to try to blow the doors off our next three opponents. Um, finish nine and one and make it really hard on CIF to not, to not let us in. Um, so we'll see, but yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. And, and Mark, yeah, I, I, I want to make one thing clear for me and the, uh, the alumni and everything, you know, the, these kids, they did not let us down on Friday night. They played right. their hearts out and were disappointed that they lost that, that, uh, we lost, we could say we, uh, you yeah. know, we're, we're all part of it. Uh, but uh, they should not, they should hold their heads high. Uh, we are all proud of them for their effort. If they weren't trying hard or, or whatever, uh, yes, we would say, Hey, you know, come pick it up or whatever, but no, they yeah. played their hearts out. We're proud of them. We love them. And it is powerful stuff for me to hear that the kids care that much be, and it makes us want to care more. I mean, you know, I was disappointed driving home and even, uh, yeah. the next day, but, but that's life. That's football. You're going to have disappointment. So we're proud of them. And, uh, you know what? Yeah. We're going to cheer for them. And, and yeah, there's a little, little tickle in my throat as well here and here and that stuff or tickle, you know, in, in yeah. the watery eyes here, but, yeah. uh, no, uh, God bless them all, man. And, and, and you guys for preparing them. So let, let's, let's hear a, uh, let's see if I don't mess this up now, let's hear from one of those alumni, yeah. uh, Mark and, and, uh, here, tell me in a few seconds, if you don't hear anything, but this is from Steve Allman, hopefully. Matt, this is Steve Allman, class of 2000. <clears throat> this question is for Coach Carson. Uh, how is the coaching uh, involved going from varsity down to JV, middle school, and carry youth league? Uh, how much is it all intertwined? Um, I'd just like to hear, uh, you know, as far as the coaching style, the offense, how calls are, uh, plays are called, how the defense is called, et cetera. Um, and also, are, are the varsity uh, men – are they still coaching the younger kids in Care Youth League? Um, I'd like to hear about how how you guys are doing all of that still. I know we coached when we were in high school. Um, it, it, I think the program is wonderful, and what you guys are doing is great, and I'd like to hear more about it. And good luck this Friday against Campbell Hall. Can't wait to watch the game. All right. Hey, great question, Steve. Uh Steve, man, if you guys remember him, he's a great football player in his own right. And um, I know he's up there, uh, part of the coaching staff for his son's team, which is really cool up in Oregon. So I'm sure those questions might have a little bearing on what they're doing up there. 
Um, the answer is it's very intertwined. Um, every level on down, obviously, um, the further you get away from varsity, um, the less it's going to mirror what we're doing, but we still like the uh, positions to be called the same thing. Um, the terminology. So that gets ingrained kind of in the kids' heads. And, um, but for sure, starting in middle school, they're running, they're running everything we're running. And, um, you know, I, I meet with even, uh, coach, De coach Devin drain, who does the defense for our middle school team. And, and we usually meet during the week and he goes over his kind of defensive game plan and, and what I think and all that. And, and, uh, um, uh, it's great. And so there's definitely that continuity all the way through, um, and not all, but a lot of the care coaches now have, have, have played at Rio under this current uh, coaching style we have, coaching regime. And so, um, you know, they don't know anything else. So that's what they're using that. Um, and so it's cool. It's, I think it's it's definitely part of the secret sauce of RHB football, the continuity that we have there. That's beneficial big time, Mark, for you guys, the terminology. And you're not giving them, you know, uh, algebra as, a, you know, seven, seven-year-olds, but you start with right. basic math and then – but it's, it's still the same system, this terminology. That's got to be great. It's one less thing for you to have to explain uh, as, as they do get to varsity. So that, yeah. that is really, really interesting. I wasn't quite aware of that. Great question, Steve. And, and yeah, uh, I think he had another question, Mark, about oh, yeah. the yeah, kids the coach, coaching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kids still coach, and that's awesome part of our program. Um, it's uh, strictly volunteer. We encourage them all to do it, and most of our guys do it. Um, and that's cool, too it gets them to kind of develop a, a, um, a mindset of service, right. Going out and doing something for these kids, um, it, which is awesome. And I think you see that kind of through our, through our alumni that, that a lot of them get into, into, um, jobs that, that were, that's kind of uh, part of it. Um, or, or, you know, even someone like you, Matt, who's doing this podcast, only you're making a ton of money off it, but <laughs> kind of serving. And so that's, you know, it's just, it's, it's cool to see our, our kids carry that. Um, and there's other benefits. I think it kind of sharpens their football mind. You know, if you got to figure out say, how to, yeah. you know, you got to figure out how to, how to get some, some 10 year olds to move the ball down the field. It's going to make your, you a little sharper. And um, I think they appreciate what goes into preparing a team a little bit more. And, and it, it's great camaraderie. It helps with, with recruiting in that, you know, those parents of those, those care kids see these high school kids out there and, it's them asking questions out something about these high school kids while well, they're they go to our school and they, they come out here and volunteer. So it just helps continue the cycle. So yeah, Steve, it's, it's a big part of it. Um, and, and you know, the, what they learned through stuff like that and, and through, through a loss, even last night, they'll probably remember that loss more, more than any of our wins, you know, this year and, and responding um, to adversity um, we, we told all our guys, hey, guys, we're going to walk out with our head held high. You know, let it all out. Take as much time you need in the locker room. But when we step out that door, your head's held high. And um, we're going to rally and, and go back to work on Monday. You know, um, lick our wounds definitely over the weekend. But go back, go back to work on Monday and, and get ready for, for Brentwood team, who's, who's going to be um, uh, another big game out there on Friday. So, yeah, yeah uh, it's all part of it. And it's, it, it's what makes football and our sport so cool that you can really um, learn so much about yourself and about human nature and just about uh, life through the sport. 
it's it's the greatest game there is. I'll I'll argue uh, argue with uh, anyone who wants to about it. It's it's the best game. You too many life lessons you learned in it. Uh, yeah, it, it's amazing, especially at the high school level. Uh, you mentioned it, Mark. You guys are going on the road to play Brentwood, uh, a night game there, which uh, I th- remember that used to not have lights. But anyway, uh, one of your fine, I think your final away game. You have three games remaining. Talk to me real quick before you got to go about the playoff scenarios we, we kind of talked last week about you kind of kind of had to win this game but there is still hope alumni want to know so run us through if you will what the uh what the ho- last hope is to make the playoffs yeah so the only guarantee was uh, to win out and lead, go four now or three and oh and win out and lead. and so um now now it's not guaranteed and we have to um win out of course and then it comes down to, and it's funny. I mean, Dave Drain, who does a great job with all this stuff. He, uh, we got, we always get together after games, and and uh, uh, we're out at our house at my house, and and having some some uh, In and Out Burger, and and is kind of talking about the game, rehashing it, and and Dave brought out this giant white whiteboard, and he is he has already gamed it out, and he says, um, basically, it comes down to there's three at large bursts per division. There's 14 divisions in CIF. And, and, um, and 16 playoff spots, is that right? 16 playoff spots. So 13 gets filled by AQ, which stands for automatic qualifiers, which are the, you know, what we would have done if we had won out. Um, and then the other three are, are at large, but, you know, that's, I think there's whatever, 14 times three, whatever that is, uh, 40, 42, 42 at large or something. Um, is that right? 42, yeah. <laughs> 42 at large spots. Um, and so you got it. It's, but it, from there, it's, it's not really um, subjective. It's more objective. It's where you fall in divisions and it's all this, this computer ranking where you fall. And then they're going to, if you happen to be in a division that needs um, at large teams and you're one of the top three, you get it. And so Dave, according to Dave's calculations, we have about a 40% chance to get in if we went out. So, that's something though. And it's definitely something to hang on to and uh, strive for. All you can control is uh, what you can control what's in front of you. And uh, you know, one game at a time, all those cliches uh, taken on Brentwood this Friday, uh, a team that is three and four with uh, wins over Salesian Burbank and Carpinteria and uh, losses to mission prep Oak park uh, Palisades and St. Genevieve. So uh, do you know anything about Brentwood Mark? What, what they do kind of, have you seen them on film yet? Yeah, spread team. Um, they'll uh, with a couple of very dynamic players. Um, don't let that record fool you. Their, their four losses have been to four really good teams. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna bring it. And um, yeah, they they've recently installed lights on that field over there, and uh, kind of a pretty cool vibe at that that uh, stadium they have on campus. Um, and so they know. I mean, they're still in the playoff one too because they yeah. still got us. And so. This game is is huge for them, and um, going on the road on a Friday, it'll be uh, fun. We're, we're ready for that and looking forward to it. Well, Facebook Live should be back up and running this week with Robert Bray doing a great job, as always, so we will be tuning in for sure. Always appreciate getting the game film from you, Mark, so I can watch it late at night. And, uh, yeah, there's hope, There's hope, guys. Uh, the Real Hondo team yep. got to win out, and uh, you know what? But one game at a time, and then hopefully, hopefully with some, uh, some at-large love here, uh, based off of the rankings and projections. I think you guys were projected like division seven or eight or something. Yeah. When you Which saw is, that. 
Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, um, but that actually helps us because there's there's more um, automatic qualifiers, or there'll be less at-large teams to choose from in that. And so you you know we, it's crazy to say, but we got to kind of want to finish high to get in. So that's that's twenty-two. <laughs> well, well, Mark, uh, oh, go yeah, ahead. Open obviously with this great senior class, who who um, missed out on the playoffs. A lot of them were on our, our, our 2019 team that went to the playoffs and had a run. Um, but obviously with last year, the pandemic, uh, we had that cool game with the Rose Bowl against Pauly, which was kind of like the highlight uh, of that season. But this great senior class, which is an awesome group. Mm. Uh, it'd be a shame for them not to get that uh, playoff experience because um, that's that special. So definitely uh, being praying that 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 we take care of business and that that uh, CIF maybe does lose it use a little subjectivity and see, wow, nine and one. Um, maybe we take out some of the four and six teams and three and seven teams. And, <laughs> and a seven uh, point loss, a seven point loss, uh, you know, to a team that's going to go undefeated. So um, anyway, but yeah, that's where we're at. We need some real Hondo magic off the field, yep. uh, but we need it on the field too. So Mark, thanks for joining me today. I know you got to get, uh, get running here on a Sunday morning, but uh, Hey, get back to work Monday. We're proud of the kids. Uh, you know what? Lessons are learned from losses and uh, yes, to the senior class out there. It's been fun chatting with these guys the last few weeks on this show. Looking forward to Jonathan Guerrero here in a few minutes. Yep. Sounds good, Matt. Thank you. And thank you RHP family for your uh, continued support. Sounds great, Mark. Talk to you next week. Thanks again, Mark Carson, for joining the podcast today as uh, we recap the big game from Friday night. Unfortunately, a loss, but hey, life goes on. We're looking forward to uh, more games here the next few weeks, and I'm confident that uh, Rio is going to get it together, pull it together, and and put together a, a nice resume here for CIF to uh, to hopefully accept them into the playoffs. So we're rooting for you guys. Hang in there. Keep working hard. It's not over. And if nothing else, enjoy every snap of Rio Hondo prep football, guys, to the players out there, whether you're a senior or not, man, this is uh, this is just uh, it's something that anyone listening to this podcast who was an alumni of Rio, we wish we could go back and do just one time, just one quarter, just one snap, just one series, anything. So, uh, yeah, we're pulling for you guys. Enjoy every moment, guys. Seriously. And uh, we're, we're very, very proud of you guys for your effort on Friday night. Uh, t- talking with Mark every Friday or Sunday, I should say, about the games Friday, you know, it takes me back to a time when Mark and I used to go to football games all the time. If, if you know, the Rio games were on Saturdays, I know my senior year was a lot of Saturday games. Uh, we would go to a game Friday night, random games, Long Beach Poly, Charter Oak. We would find a good game. And um, him and I just enjoyed watching football together, talking football together. And so it's kind of fun to do that here. We thought maybe one day we'd coach together, uh, but it's just funny how things work out later in life. Not exactly how you thought they would, but kind of just tweaked a little bit. So uh, Mark and I having a football conversation every week has been a, a joy for me and uh, something I really remembered, you know, cherished uh, our friendship going back to when we we would go to a lot of big games uh, just just to go, just go watch football and learn something and and to enjoy the competition. So uh, an absolute blast talking to coach Carson uh, weekly here on the podcast. Uh, I mentioned our show Wednesday, guys, there will be some uh, sports topics. I, I will try to bring in a guest, although no promises there uh, just me for probably 30, 40 minutes. And then uh, on Friday, we are going to be joined. Uh, let me make sure I wrote this down. I have these 
these podcasts recorded already. And sometimes I just want to make sure I, I do them in the right order. Uh, we're going to have on the program uh, an individual uh, suggested to me by my good friend, Todd Carson, uh, John Dutton. John Dutton played um, professional football in the arena league for over 10 years. Uh, he played college football at Nevada, actually led the nation in passing as a quarterback and uh, had a great career in the arena league. He now does uh, great work as a coach, but also as a missionary. He's, he's been a missionary. He has a, uh, a, um, a, uh, a program what's it called uh so i'm sorry i'm sorry it's been a i've been all over the place this morning uh but uh he 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 does great work in ministry in serving others and uh through sports so you don't want to miss the episode on friday a fun conversation with john dutton he actually has coached with uh todd uh, up in northern california my good friend todd carson so uh, a fun conversation i recorded with john dutton recently that uh, i think you guys will enjoy on friday and for those new to the podcast we have the monday real hondo prep football recap show preview show for the upcoming game wednesdays just some random sports topics and random um, random thoughts from me and then fridays is a long-form interview with a, a fun guest uh you know try to mix it up and have different people on and so uh just talk about life and learn something so that is just a little bit about what's ahead on the podcast but what is uh for us in front of us right now is an interview with senior running back jonathan guerrero i've been watching this guy uh, for four years the first time i saw him run the ball in a playoff game uh, as a freshman my jaw dropped i couldn't believe he was a uh, varsity football player, a uh, little guy. I was impressed with his toughness. Then I still am impressed with his toughness to this day as a senior. Um, if you haven't had a chance to see this guy play in person, uh, I really encourage you get out to a game. Uh, your jaw will drop. He is pound for pound. One of the toughest football players I've ever seen, uh, had an amazing sophomore year, uh, as a the starting running back for Rio and, uh, in the COVID shortened season of his junior year, racked up a ton of yards. Uh, Friday night, he was the workhorse for Rio uh, with a lot of guys injured and 27 carries for 195 yards. Uh, we'll, we'll tell you kind of the story there, but uh, it's my privilege now to be joined by senior running back and safety and kick returner and all kinds of other things as well. But uh, mostly we know him as uh, the tailback, the running back, uh, the, the, main, the main ball carrier for Rio Hondo Prep. We are now joined by Jonathan Guerrero. Okay, I'm joined by senior running back, Jonathan Guerrero, also known by his teammates, by uh, JG. So uh, whatever you want to call him, uh, fans out there, just know that he's one of the best running backs, uh, really, I've ever seen. Uh, Jonathan, good morning. And, and I got to ask you, man, after all those carries and that hard-fought game on Friday, first off, how are you feeling, man? How are you feeling physically? Uh, kind of sore, you know. <laughs> um, my neck could have barely moved it back left and right but you know my body just felt it just felt weak the next day but other than that I felt fine you know uh just speed up a little bit yeah a little recovery time do you do anything specific to kind of recover recoup after a a football game especially one like that uh not really just like wake up and train the next morning just take hot showers. Yeah, there you go. Just, yeah, absolutely. Go good stuff, man. Well, uh, you know, Jonathan, you guys lost Friday night, tough game. I know you guys are disappointed, but from RHP fans and alum, uh, you know, we're very proud of you guys for the effort you guys put out. I know the ultimate goal is to win there, but, um, you guys, I thought really represented real Hondo. Well, guys were banged up, you know, Gio was hurt. Ryan McCullough was hurt. Uh, and so you got the bulk of the carries, man, 27 carries, 
195 yards um, and a lot of like tough short runs. So you, you like breaking long runs, but you had a lot of tough short runs, man. Did you feel, did you feel stronger as the game went on or were you kind of, uh, I don't know, was it, were you struggling at all? To be honest. I mean, it, it, you seemed to me like you were getting stronger as the game went on and kept playing hard. I got my uh, second win. So second win. Know, I was tired at first and then I was like, all right, let's go. Let's keep doing this. You know, I'm not going to get those long runs, you know, it's going to be too tired. So I just get those short runs and, you know, work from there, get like five yards, seven yards, because that's going to work every time you get mm -hmm. first. Down. So, yeah, it's, Jonathan, you're a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, you had touchdown rounds of uh, three yards, two yards, one yard, and you had a, a touchdown reception of 28 yards. So, I mean, you, you did it all for Rio on, on Friday night. Um, you were named the 210 Prep Sports Athlete of the Week for your uh, performance on, on Friday night. Um, I know a lot of people respect you. Uh, James Escarciga was there for um, from the Star News. 210 Sports, uh, you know, covers you well. I I've talked a lot about you. Do you feel, uh, supported really from kind of the outside, uh, outside of Rio kind of getting that, uh, that support and recognition for your efforts? Oh yeah, for sure. You know, it's a great, uh, you know, just being supported by those people, you know, it just feels good. So. Well, Jonathan, your offensive line had their work cut out for them on Friday. Uh, they played very well. Uh, it, no, uh, you know, it wasn't perfect all game, but you guys really grinded it out. And uh, I know they were working hard for you and you were, man, you took some shots, man. Every time uh, you got drilled, you pop right back up. Uh, you're very durable, man. Um, do you, do you kind of, where do you get that toughness from? Is it from uh, that Guerrero last name? I know your dad and your brother played. I mean, where do you get that toughness from? All right. You know, for my size, you know, just small, <laughs> always been tough when I was little. So always going to expect big hits from other people since I'm you know, just the smallest, but that doesn't stop me. So yeah, you, your dad made a, a comment um, about you. You've played football since you were five years old, and you've never been injured, uh, missed a game to uh, you know miss time because of injury. So uh, maybe it started you know playing with with the brothers back in the backyard or whatever. But uh, man, you seem to get up after every big hit, and you're ready to go. So you're a tough dude, man. Thanks. Yeah, it always <laughs> seems like I get injured, you know, off the field instead of like on the field like rolling my ankle or hurting my hamstring or something like that. So it's, no, it's never on the field. So, well, yeah, Jonathan, uh, you're very impressive. I've been around football a long time and uh, seen a lot of players. You're, you're a very small, small dude, short in stature. Look like you put on some, uh, some muscle this year. You look, you look, uh, you look thicker in a good way. Uh, you've run for, let's see here, 883 yards. So you're approaching that thousand yard mark. Um, what has it been like to carry the, you've done it for four years now. I mean, you started, you got some time as a freshman, great year, your sophomore year. What has it been like to be the, the premier, the, the main featured back here for the real Hondo offense for a, a three, at least three years. Uh, it's exciting. You know, I love, yeah, I love running the ball. It's, it's really great. And just having the opportunity just to get yard and making a big play and scoring. So it's really fun. And just, I just love it. Well, you you will definitely be one of the uh, the top backs Rio's ever had, and there's been some great ones, some really really great players before have come. And and um, you know, Jonathan, you're you're a very humble guy. I, I you know we haven't talked a whole lot outside of this this podcast, but you know you just seem to be a guy that 
does your job. You, you congratulate your teammates, your O-line. Uh, what has it been like with this senior class? You guys have, I've talked with a few of you the past few weeks. Uh, it, it seems like a real special bond uh, and, and, you know, outside of your seniors, I mean, what, what has it been like playing with these guys for a few years now? It's been great. You know, I really love these guys. Uh, they're a great group of guys and great teammates. And, you know, we've been playing since, ever since we were little. So we just have that bond together, just like play out, play for each other, have our, have, have each other's backs. So it, it's really great, you know, and they play, they play really hard, you know, both ways. And, you know, it's just, they just, they're just great football players. So what else impressed me on Friday, Jonathan, was your uh, your defensive game. You you played safety. I think you led the team in tackles with seven tackles. Uh, there was no, I mean, extra points. I think you went out. That was about it. You you were playing both ways. Uh, so you got to tackle some of those guys as well after they were hitting you a little bit. You enjoy playing defense also? Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Contact. Funny. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, I asked Gio Ortega this a few weeks ago. I need, I needed an honest answer here. Uh, if you guys have a foot race, not just a straight 50 yard dash, we'll say who who's faster. You or Gio? Ah, uh, man. If, I, if I'm being honest, <laughs> uh, if I gotta be honest, then probably Gio, but we could, we could, uh, figure this out like sooner or later. Yeah. Figure this out. Maybe the end of the season, end of the season, have a, have a, let's have a, a sprint and the podcast will cover it and you guys can have <laughs> bragging rights. Uh, Jonathan. Uh, yeah. He, he was a great guy. I know he's banged up a little bit here, but uh, really impressed with Gio's toughness, fighting through some injuries. I mean, really exemplifies alongside of you kind of what uh, real hondo uh, prep football is, is all about. Uh, Jonathan, you are a team captain um, alongside uh, Damian Diaz. And uh, Gio Ortega, and I believe Paul Elena, is that right? Yes. Paul Elena, yeah. So what does it mean to you to be uh, a team captain? Are you a, an outspoken leader? Talk to me about those other guys, too. We've had a few of them on the program already, but what, what, do you, what does it mean to you to be a team captain? Uh, make sure we, like, encourage each other. Like, any of the bad plays that happen, make sure we don't get in each other's head. Like, Gio, you know, I uh, – when I fumbled that one play, told me to keep my head up and get other teammates that encouraged me. So not to get in my own head. And I, I make sure I don't get in my own head and make sure I just move on from that play. So, you know, team captains, just make sure they check on each other and just make sure everything's okay. And make sure you just focus on the next play and not worry about the past and just keep moving on and just keep playing as hard as you can. And make sure you're doing your jobs right. And just make sure you go out and give all you can on the field. Good stuff, man. Uh, what is what is one of your or maybe a couple? What what are your favorite uh, plays to run? You like having the ball in your hands. Uh, do, you, do you like running in the middle? You like getting to the outside? Kind of what are some of your favorite plays? Uh, I like really I really like the blast plays. I can just cut in and then cut out real quick. And then some maybe some toss toss plays just really quick and just get around the corner. So mostly just like blasts and tosses. It's impressive for anyone who sees you, they'd be like, oh, that's just a guy that runs around people. But no, you are a guy, you run inside very, very well. And maybe you're hard to see. I don't know. The, the old line does a great job. Uh, yeah, those blast plays, those kind of, I don't know if they're called scissor plays, um, where, you, you know, it's kind of a counter situation. But you run really well inside, Jonathan. I mean, uh, sometimes you're through the line and by everybody before they know it. So, uh, I mean, man, you take pride in that and kind of running inside behind those old line, that old line. O-line, the line is great, you know, they can hold their blocks for a couple seconds, you know, give me that 
time to skip get through and it will be fine you know and they did really good great uh friday night I noticed also this season you you've been uh, catching some more passes. You've, you've kind of been out, out in the open there and you had a touchdown reception on Friday night, 28 yards. It kind of got things going for real. You like getting, uh, getting out in the backfield, catching passes and then, uh, you know, getting, getting past everybody. Yeah. You know, we always work on that after practice called PRP. So, you know, Damien just always tells us, Hey, let's throw a couple passes after, uh, Let's call it a couple, throw a couple balls after practice and you know, it works. So that's what it's all about, man. Putting in the extra work, you know, that more than anybody. Um, uh, Jonathan, did you go to some, uh, I think I saw this. Did you go to some, uh, I don't know, like camps and things the past few years? Have you, uh, have you been exposed kind of to some other, um, other football activities outside of Rio, just some opportunities to kind of be seen? Yeah, I've been, I've been to a lot of camps, uh, I've been to like USA camp, uh, next gen, just, uh, just helping, uh, help me improve my skills. And yeah, I've been texting, uh, emailing some, uh, college coaches, but they're out of the state. So I don't really know if I'm interested, but I guess we'll have to see, cause I, I really want to play football, but, uh, we'll just have to see what, what happens. No, well, that's great, man. And, and I would love to see you continue and play at the next level. I, I think you absolutely can. Uh, I think a lot of people will underestimate you because of your size. And maybe that happened in some of these camps, but if people just watch you, watch your body work, uh, I think they can see a really, really good football player. So, uh, you know, it, it's good to have options, but man, if, if someone offers you somewhere, don't be afraid to, uh, to, you know, go outside of state or whatever, but if you could stay local, that's great. That way we could see you in person. So, uh, there's a lot of opportunities out there for you, I'm sure. And, uh, I, I, I'm pulling for you, man. I hope we do see you playing on Saturdays, uh, soon. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, Jonathan, talk to me about your family, that Guerrero last name. Uh, I saw your dad walk on the sideline quite a bit filming uh, games. Uh, you know, he was a legendary football player at Rio. Your brother played at Rio. Uh, what's it, what's it mean for, for you, uh, to kind of be representing the family and do they ever kind of, you know, give you pointers ah, when I was playing, this is how it was or anything like that. My dad definitely texts me before games be like, okay, hey, make sure you watch this. Make sure you watch this. <laughs> okay. I got you. <laughs> and they're really supportive so you know i'm glad you know i'm glad they're there for me and just um help support me so yeah they're, they're a great family great parents and gotta, gotta love it man that's that's awesome i love the the rhp family of rhp football it it you know it it's something special a lot of alumni out there rooting for you and and our people are amazed by you specifically you know their size and your toughness um so, so keep it up, man. Uh, you know, no matter what happens here, enjoy every snap, enjoy every play, Jonathan, because, you know, you saw it last year with only the three game season. I mean, yeah. uh, you can't take it for granted. Every, every snap of real football you have left in your career, in your career here, you got to enjoy. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let me ask you uh, this, uh, Jonathan, what are your plans? You talked about college a little bit, playing ball. What? are some things maybe you're thinking about after high school, maybe career-wise or studying kind of what do you have in mind uh, after football? Mm, I'm not quite sure, but I'm leading towards like computer science, maybe um, something to do with math, maybe, but I'm not really quite sure yet. I don't really know mm -hmm. what I want to do yet. So uh, hopefully, you know, I figure that out soon. Yeah. Now you got time, man. You got time. That's, uh, that's cool. It seems like you got good head on your shoulders. Uh, a math guy, huh? I was never math. Wow. You're, you're one of those guys smart at math and computers. Wow. 
besides doing geometry because uh that's, that's terrible <laughs> yeah oh boy don't get me started what are what uh what uh, what classes are you taking uh what do you like uh, i don't know uh electives are you in uh uh choir or band or kind of what other classes are you taking uh what, what do you like to do outside of football uh like like school-wise like Mm-hmm. Like, just anything or like school yeah what are some of the classes i mean it's your senior oh, year i'm taking like ap stats and that's, that's wow. i don't know if that really has to do with math you know more like reading but mm-hmm. uh, ap psych and uh history band you know our band is kind of kind of good what instrument do you play trumpet my man i love it good man trumpeteer myself back in the day so uh Good stuff. Good stuff. You guys, it's still like a, a concert type band, right? You guys don't march or anything. Yeah, we don't. That's only in middle school, I'm pretty sure. Just, what do you guys got? What are you guys playing for the upcoming, uh, what would it be? Christmas, Christmas festival? Yeah. Uh, got- three songs, Let It Snow, Jolly, wait, Jolly. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot the forgot. music. You just read the music. You're good. You got yeah, other I- things to worry about. You got football plays and uh, statistics and all kinds of other stuff going on. <laughs> I don't know one that's let snow. That's a but, good song. That's good song. Good. Yeah. Now playing the trumpet's a lot of fun. Uh, what, so outside of school and when you're not training for football or lifting weights or practicing, what do you like to do? Are you a video games guy? Do you like to watch college football? What do you do outside of uh, playing football? Yeah. I like playing, you know, video games and uh, also watching college football with my dad and my and NFL Watching the Bengals because my favorite team is the Bengals. Uh, favorite team is the Bengals. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Where did that come from? I got to know this story. Did you just I, pick a I, random I just, team? I just started liking them like a while ago. I don't know why, but it's just, I haven't been doing pretty good. So, I mean, for they, now. I, I, I like Joe Burrow, man. I think he's a great yeah. quarterback. And, and uh, yeah, that's just kind of, that's very, very out there i just haven't heard of i don't know many Bengals fans and uh, they haven't been very good recently jonathan so to kind of attach to them i i I respect you for that yeah that's what i like doing just playing video games and listening to music and just chilling at home nice chilling at home good stuff uh what so the Bengals play the packers today tough test very tough test i think the Bengals are up for an upset though hopefully hopefully you don't get blown out or anything (laughs) <laughs> gotta take down Aaron Rodgers. Who's uh who who's a running back in the NFL since you're you're a running back? Who who's someone in the NFL that you watch and you're like, man, that's that that guy's a, a stud player. I, I like I like that guy. I like his running style. I like watching Saquon Barkley. Mm. You know, he's a big guy. And just the way he runs, he's like he's fast and you know, he got like find shifty a little bit. And he's just, he's just his legs are really big. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If he could stay healthy, if he could stay healthy. Right. I mean, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. He's fun to watch. He was great in college and, uh, man, well, we hope you're playing in college here uh, next year, Jonathan, no pressure. Do do what's best for you, but, uh, you know what? Enjoy every snap of real Hondo prep football here, uh, down the road, man. It's only a few left and, uh, you're a lot of fun to watch. I I can't say it enough. And I hope to see you uh, a lot more along the way. So, uh, good luck the rest of the season, man. Finish strong, and uh, we'll be we'll be rooting for you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank, for having me. Of course, Jonathan. My my best to your your dad and your family as well. Bye.
Well, thank you, Jonathan Guerrero, for joining us on the program today. Another senior. We've had four of them here uh, the past few weeks. It's been a, a joy for me to talk to these guys. It takes me back uh, 20-something years ago to when I was a senior uh, playing football. Just uh, the look in their eyes and to hear from them and everything, it's, it's, really, it's really something special. And uh, thanks to Coach Mark Carson for uh, tuning in again today, recapping the game. Sure, it wasn't easiest thing to talk about after a loss, but hey, that's life and uh, life keeps going, life keeps spinning. Uh, but thanks to Mark Carson and Jonathan Guerrero for uh, making this program uh, a fun one today. It was, a, it was a blast to put us in a better mood after a tough loss. Congrats to Jonathan Guerrero too, on all he has accomplished the 210 uh, prep sports player of the week this week. Uh, absolutely deserves that after the great game he had on Friday night and really a great career at real Hondo prep. I hope it continues uh, somewhere else along the way, but if he chooses not to pursue football, then uh, Hey, uh, nothing wrong with that as well. So uh, congrats to Jonathan. And if for, for, I've talked about him for a few years now, but pound for pound, he is one of the best football players I've ever seen. So if you haven't had a chance to see him uh, in person, please get out to a game. And if nothing else, uh, check it out online, some of his highlights and things. So uh, guys, that will wrap up today's episode of the get home safe podcast, our real Hondo prep football show on Mondays. Uh, we'll be doing this throughout the end of the season, and then we might make some changes to our scheduling but for now, it's Rio Hondo Football Mondays, random sports and topics with me on Wednesdays, and a long-form conversation with a guest on Fridays. Friday, we're going to be joined by John Dutton. You don't want to miss that if you're a football fan, if you're a fan of uh, you know missionary work and kind of uh, just reaching others uh, with the ministry and things. Uh, he's, he's done amazing work. Uh, you really, really want to tune into that on Friday. Uh, of course, before you head out to Brentwood to watch Rio Hondo play on the road, right? Uh, taking on the Brentwood Eagles, I believe they are. I should have looked that up. But anyway, uh, Rio Hondo on the road this week against Brentwood. We wish him nothing but the best. And we'll be back on Monday to recap that game and talk some more RHP football. So send in those questions, send in those topics. You heard from Steve Almond today, a member of the class of 2000, who sent in a voice message and uh, couldn't thank him enough for that. Great question. And if you don't want to have your voice heard, send us an email. Uh, with some questions or just your thoughts on the overall uh, program of the Rio Hondo prep uh, football team. Thanks a lot, guys, for joining us. You know where to follow us on social media, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, comment. We love all that stuff. But uh, guys, have a great rest of your week. I'll be back with some sports and randomness on Wednesday. But until then, guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Bye.